back at it again. It's interesting to see just how people frame words that they speak and the mindset that they have on the world via the words they say. I'll clarify that real fast. So, the way people talk and express who they are will often define what kind of life they have. Think about it. If you consider yourself a victim in in perpetuity, if you consider yourself as a victim in the sense that, you know, you're always harping on about what happened to you, you're always talking about how oppression happens in some way, shape, or form, you know, and to be quite honest, you will not get anywhere, honestly, you won't, you'll be a permanent beggar of society, and you'll only ensure that the only thing you ever get out of life is the incipient charity of others. And I can tell you from experience, charity runs out pretty fast. Patience wears pretty thin. Because nobody, not even your best friend, your friend, want to help somebody if they think that they're constantly putting themselves down, not doing it, not making any effort to do anything with their lives, not uh, not doing anything. And that, to me, is what a lot of these so-called advocates for victims do. That, to me, is what... A lot of these people who talk about oppression, repression, whatever action you want to add on, um, it's, it's to the point now where they're an even greater hindrance to the people they claim to help. <clears throat> the reason for that is you'll never teach those supposed victims um, how to make something of themselves, how to get up, how to become stronger, how to overcome it. If anything, you're keeping them in a constant loop. You're keeping them in the loop that because they happen to be a victim of an event, whether it's very recent or long ago, um, you're keeping them in this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy of being a victim. You have attached the victim label to them, and every time you talk about it constantly, it just ends up making that supposed victim um, more of a victim, you know, because they will internalize those words and those phrases and that attachment that was put upon them. And that's assuming if the advocates for victims, victims' rights, whatever, whatever moralists, philosopher comes around, whatever, you know, supposedly social justice crusader comes around for. And that's if you, again, imply that they're actually helping. Even if you use the very same metrics that these people like to work with, you'll still break down their arguments a thousand percent faster than anything else. Because my theory is, true meaning of social justice now, and strangely enough, I covered this in my first podcast appearance ever. The real meaning of social justice was created by a priest named Father Coughlin. And Father Coughlin lived during the time of the Depression and around when World War II was going on. And he was very, very, very um, insistent that the country should help uh, the farmers that are out of work, the, um, the Americans who were out of work because of the Great Depression, um, because of the Dust Bowl, because of the literal running out of funds, because the credit bubble just popped in a major way. Not for the first time, but it was just in the first major way. And he was very insistent um, to the point where 
I'd even argue um, FDR and his administration created a lot of the programs that they did, uh, the Civilian Conservation Corps, um, all sorts of work programs aid Americans and to get them back to work. Um, and he, he, Father Coughlin eventually ran into the wrong opposition. Um, and he said the wrong things to the wrong people in government and uh, was ended up uh, basically suppressed and shunned and pushed aside. Um, I'm not going to get too into Father Coughlin. You can, you're more than welcome to look up Father Coughlin um, or DM me on my Instagram. I'll be happy to send you some links. So what we've ended up doing now is taking a word that meant something genuine and legitimate to help Americans, and we have now extended it and used it as a shit-smeared stick to smear all over anyone and everyone. Um, you are either believing in every single philosophy to the left of Mao, or you are a Nazi, a racist, a fascist, the most horrible name they can think of, and at least they didn't call you a Bolshevik. And so now we've ended up, again, going back to the whole victim mentality. The victim mentality serves no one and does nothing. And I've seen talk in the news of reparations and things of that sort. And to be 9,000% honest, and this isn't just from, from me. Um, this is coming from actual leaders of certain communities. Um, one of them is named Dr. Umar Johnson. And he said, if we can't even hold on to the one dollar we have that's what a million dollar makes meaning let's say reparations were to pass and it were to uh, you know be given to certain communities that money would be gone in 60 seconds um, and honestly it would be filtered through the supposed leaders you know because the irony with certain communities um, the leaders want them to stay victims because they make money off of them they keep their political power. They are able to make them frenzied with false narratives and false words. And the second somebody comes around to uh, change the culture for the better, they find a way to have him killed. Recent events should prove that, honestly. Recent events in the story should prove that, honestly. Uh, one person wanted to genuinely change their community and was on their way to doing it. And they were shot, supposedly, by somebody um, from their community. But I won't get into that on this, on this episode. You can already guess what I'm getting at. Same thing with JFK, to be honest. Um, he tried to change things in a better direction and was taken care of by the people who genuinely wished to see this country remain victims. To see this country rapidly degenerate further. Now, what to do? Well, if you see yourself as a victim, the beautiful thing about healing is that you can do it anytime, anywhere, with whatever you have. Take a look around you. I'm not talking about take a look around at the negative things that you see every day, because that's, that's easy to pick out, you know. Part of it's human biology and part of it's social, the current social conditioning. You're always constantly social conditioned to see victimhood, to become a victim, to always basically be, remain a victim, remain low, down to the ground, weak, on both knees. That's how it is. If you see yourself as a victim, take a look around and pick out the good points in your life. 
if you're the type of person who sees victims everywhere, here's a little challenge for you. Go help them. Don't, I'm not talking protest in the street and rant about how things are unfair and life is unfair. That is the thing about life. It is unfair. Life can happen. Life does happen. And it often does not turn out in the way that you want. You and a million other people have had their dreams dashed and shattered. But the difference between someone like you who may see themselves as a victim and somebody who doesn't see themselves as a victim and succeed is that they got back up. They recalibrated. They said, okay, this is what this is. What are my options? And so that's kind of where, we, where we've led ourselves to now, if we've evolved. So if you see victims everywhere, the best thing you can do is help them. You see a homeless person and you think they're genuinely homeless, offer to buy them food. If they take it, great. If they don't take it, well, then you know they weren't homeless. And so now, again, once forth, I say to you, Thus speaks Zatharastra as the prophet. Perhaps that's my curse to uh, be the prophet of this modern age. It's not exactly a task I was looking for, but it's a task I'm starting to shoulder the burden for. So let this Zatharastra speak. I ask you to find joy in strength. I ask you to find solidarity and overcoming. I ask you to recognize that there are significantly better things that you have in your possession right here, right now, even if you don't quite know it yet. <clears throat> I ask you to become your own overman, to become your own living, breathing example of strength and power and joy. And those words might sound scary at first, but through that process of finding strength, through that process of gaining power, through that process of discovering the joy within yourself, the confidence that you have and should have all along, the reasonable, rationed, sharp-eyed confidence that the gods above have bestowed upon you, you will find your life, you will find your purpose, and once you find both of those things, the world is yours. I'll let you chew on that. I'll be around.